All right, guys, we are now continuing our study in Genesis in chapter 5 as we get ready to go into a new section referred to as a toldoth. Now, if you don't remember what we said about that, go and see one of the earlier videos that we recorded on an introduction to the book of Genesis, and it'll explain. Uh, you'll see what I said earlier about <clears throat> how that Genesis was divided up into certain sections that were captured by Moses as documents. And these particular documents were grouped together and these documents were grouped together in an order as referred to as toldoth, okay? And that is sometimes referred to, or should I say, translated as the account of or the generations of. But let's do a very quick review. Chapter four basically dealt with, as a whole, we saw the issue of Cain and his disappointment, his, disappoint, his disappointment in his birth, that he was not the promised child that Eve thought that he was, and that he killed his brother because his own offering was not accepted before God, how he was rejected of God, how he was cursed of God, and how Cain built a city, and that city for his son, and that city became basically a spiritual symbol of the world. And when we ended up with, as we talked about, all of the descendants of Cain, not all in totality, the Bible only talked about up until the seventh generation of Cain, that is of Lamech. And we talked about those particular guys. Basically, we end up in a sense of spiritual despondency because basically it is a city of prosperity, city of men, a city of worldliness, and a city without God. But chapter four didn't leave us in that state of spiritual despondency because it ended up talking about a third son that was born to Adam and to Eve, and that is Seth. And Eve saw that as a substitute to which God had given. Now, here's something that you have to remember, guys. You have to remember this as we begin to move into chapter five, and we're talking about these particular genealogies. When we deal with the genealogies, the son that is mentioned after this particular man and the son of Adam is this particular son, Seth, and then Seth had a particular son by the name of Enosh and on and on and on. These are not the only sons that these men have because you'll see later on in the scripture, it's going to say, and they had other sons and daughters. So exactly how many sons and daughters they had, we don't know. But what the scripture is trying to emphasize is the son that it talks about, that it pinpoints, is the seed son. In other words, here's the beauty of all scripture. Remember, I've told you guys over and over and over, and this is something that you have to hammer into your spirit. The concern of God is dealing with the promise of Genesis 3 and 15, talking about the seed that should come forth from the woman. We know ultimately will be the redeemer, the savior, the Messiah, or the idea is the idea. Here's the thing now. The one who reverses the curse, the one who redeems mankind from the curse. So what Genesis does is, as it traces these son of son of, the men who are mentioned as we move down through the line of Adam, that is, it rejects the line of others and the one that it looks at 
is the one through whom the seed should come from. So we would call that particular one the seed line. So as we move through the genealogies, just keep that one thing in mind. There were many other sons and daughters. Who knows how many that they had. But every time that, that this one is made mentioned in chapter 5, we're referring to the seed. That is, the seed should come through this one. The seed should come through that one. Okay? All right. With that being our introduction, let's begin Genesis chapter 5, verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. Now, you have to kind of watch the way that they use the term Adam. Here, Adam in verses 1 and 2 is used both in the generic sense, that is, when referring to man as mankind and also Adam, it is used in a proper sense when referring to the male himself, that is Adam and Adam alone. Now, the reason why we draw this distinction is because there are certain distinctions that are being drawn and we'll, let's just, let's just talk about it. Hey guys, I need your help to build the channel. So don't forget, like and subscribe. So he says, the book of the generations of Adam. So here again, when it says the term generations, toldoth. So this begins another section. Also, as this begins another section, it also summarizes the previous toldoth or the previous section. That is, this is what became of Adam. And that's the idea of Toldoth. Okay. So in the day, it just, again, uh, tells us once again, Adam was a created being. It uses that same verb, bara, which means it's an action that is only done by God. God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. Now here's where we move from Adam and we're not using the name Adam so much as here. He made him in the likeness of God. We're saying he made the man specifically in the likeness of God. And the reason why I pause here again and go and look at the video that we made earlier concerning our uh, discussion in Genesis chapter two, when we talked about the creation of man and woman. Okay. And we give all the details that's necessary there. But anyway, so I just cover it in a very general sense. Now, he made him in the likeness of God. Notice the text says only Adam was made in the likeness of God. We know that God made both Adam and Eve. However, Adam is that direct instrument of God. Adam made in God's likeness from the dirt of the ground. Eve was not made from the dirt of the ground. Eve was made from the side of Adam. Therefore, the apostle Paul dissects this for us in 1 Corinthians 11, when he says that the man is in the image, is the image and glory of God. And then he says, however, the woman is the glory of the man. And Paul got that understanding directly from the text right here when he says he made him 
It didn't say he made them plural. He made him in the likeness of God. Then in verse number two, it says, speaking of mankind, Adam generically, he made them mankind generically. He made a male counterpart. He made a female counterpart. And he spoke of then the blessings. Genesis 1, 26, 27. He blessed them and named them man. See, notice now man is being used in the generic sense here in the day when they were created. So that's the generic sense that man is being used. All right. So it simply says God made, made mankind. From mankind, he made a male and a female in the species of man. It is the man that was made in the image and glory of God. And he made also a woman as his counterpart. Verse 3. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Now notice what the text says. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became a father of a son in his own likeness. Okay, let's break this down. At first, when Adam was created, Adam was made in the image of God. Once Adam violated the command of God, remember Genesis 2, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat, you shall surely die. In that time that he ate, he died spiritually. He died spiritually. And later on, as we will see in this chapter, he will also die physically to be, uh, to be uh, pointed 930 years later. But the point that we're trying to make is he died spiritually. That is the sin nature. Now, what's important about that particular point is when it says Adam became a father after 130 years and he became a father of a son in his own likeness. So two points that you have to understand. Adam continued to bear, and not only just Adam, all mankind, all mankind, continues to bear the image of God. You'll see that later on in Genesis chapter 9, that man is created in the image of God. That concept continues on even now. But when Adam sinned, he also had a sinful nature that was born in him at that particular time. So Adam now has dual two images within him. He has the image of God, that which he has innately by virtue that he was created by God. Man is created by God. And because of what he had done in violation of the command of God, now Adam also has a sin nature. So therefore, what comes from Adam would bear those dual natures too, an image of God and also a sinful nature. And so that's why the scripture now says Adam bears a son, not in the pure image that God had created him to have, but now also in the sinful image in which that son also inherits from Adam. Okay. Notice also it says he, he bared a son and this son, uh, did I call this name, name Seth in 130 years? But notice it skipped Cain and Abel. Because remember, he also had a son, Cain and Abel, before he had Seth. But it's, it, if you look here, it sounds like he only had a son now. This is the only time he had a son when he became a... Because remember what I told you guys earlier at the beginning of the video. The, in, as we're in chapter 5, we're only dealing with the seed son. The seed son. So therefore, we are ignoring. The writer is ignoring the other lines. That is, 
Cain is not the seed son. Abel is not the son seed. That means seed son again, the one through whom the seed should come through that line. Since neither one of them are the seed lines, seed sons, they're not counted in this genealogy. So therefore it only talks about Adam's son, not his only son, but the seed son. So therefore it says from Adam to now we got what? Seth after 130 years. Okay, good. Four, then the days of Adam, after he became the father of Seth were 800 and 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. So we see that Adam lived to be. And now here's what you need to see too, guys. Notice there is a particular structure because we'll talk about that later on as we move through the text. And hopefully we won't have to get used a lot of times. We don't have to make two videos to talk about chapter five because basically we're just dealing with genealogy. So I'm hoping I can kind of move through this rather swiftly because that's what we're dealing with, genealogy line, okay? But notice there is a structure. Notice what it says. It says how old he was when he had that son, the seed son. Then it says how long he lived after having the seed son. Then it said he had other sons and daughters. And there's a final summary for how long he lived in totality before he died. You will see that structure being continued Every time we mention the seed line with a few exceptions. So when you see that this particular structure is broken, clearly the writer is trying to get our attention. Okay. So let's just deal with that. Adam lived an incredible long time. He lived 930 years and notice now we see at first, as we said, Adam died spiritually the instant he broke the commandment of God. However, he died physically. The Lord said you will certainly die. This was fulfilled 930 years later. Also, notice verse number four said he also had other sons and daughters. This answers the question, where did Cain get his wife? Duh. <laughs> From some of the daughters of Adam. All right. But anyway, let's continue on. Moving down the seed line. Verse number six. Seth lived 105 years and he became the father of Enosh. And now we're moving from Seth to Enosh and Enosh is born 105. And again, this is the seed son. Okay. And that's all, that's all that Genesis five is concerned about. Then Seth lived 807 years after he became the father of Enosh. Notice again, he had other sons and daughters. So all the death days of Seth were 912 years and he died. So we see Seth lived 105 years. Then Seth has Enosh. Now Enosh is what? The seed son. He's the seed line. There are other sons and daughters in totality. The days of Seth were 912 years. He died. Now, what I also want you to notice too, as we move through here, there is a general, now notice I say general, trend that men are living shorter and shorter. Now they lived long periods of time during these days, all right? But as you continue to move on through the fathers, notice it goes down, down, down. Let's move forward. Enosh, 
9. Enosh lived 90 years, and he became the father of Kenan. Then Enosh lived 815 years after he became the father of Kenan. He had other sons and daughters, so all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Notice Adam, just, just, just your 930 Adam, 912 Seth, 905 Enosh, but just, just to bring your attention to it. But anyway, the, the thing is basically the same. From Enosh, the same line goes to Kenan, right? And Enosh lives 815 years after that, having what? Other sons and daughters. The total years of his life, 905 years, he dies. Let's move to Kenan. Kenan lived 70 years. Notice, younger too, as they began to have the seed son. 70 years, and he became the father of Mahalalel. Now, notice I haven't said much about the meaning of the name. And I don't think there may be some reverence, uh, I'm sorry, relevance to those things. Maybe, no doubt. But I don't think it's ultimate importance to really bring it out and to waste a lot of time in it. But on this particular occasion, I bring it out. Mahalalel, tongue twister, simply means uh, something like the praise of God, something to that extent. All right. Then Kenan lived 840 years after he became the father of Mahalalel, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Kenan were 910 years, and he died. So again, the seed son, Kenan, he has a son, Mahalalel. He now, Mahalalel, is the seed son, okay? All the days of Kenan were 910 years, he died. That's where I stopped. Okay, so let's move now to Mahalalel, the next in the seed line. You, you get almost confused moving through the seed line. Mahalalel lived 65 years, became the father of Jared. Then Mahalalel lived 830 years. He became the father of Jared. He had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years and he died. So we move from Kenan to next seed son, Mahalalel, next seed son, Jared. Okay. And Mahalalel lived to be 895 years old. And of course he died. Notice once again, just like father, just like all of us now, and they died fulfilling the word of God, according even to what Paul said, as by one man, sin entered into the world and therefore death because of that. And we see death now ushering its way through all of humanity. But let's continue. We start with what? Jared 18, I believe. Jared lived 160, Jared lived 162 years. He became the father of Enoch. Now we're seeing something, watch this, something gonna change. Then Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch. And he had other sons and daughters. All the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. Now that's interesting. We see an increase in times. And also there will be something very interesting. And I'm not going to get into all of the details about that. But there is something interesting because Enoch is a peculiar individual that we will talk about. But he lived 162 years. This Jared had father of Enoch. In totality, he lived 962 years. Okay. But now let's get to Enoch. That's a guy we're going to spend a little bit of time in talking about. Enoch 
lived 65 years, not as many, before he became the father of Methuselah. We'll talk about that as well. Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah. He had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Now that's an interesting statement here. So, but anyway, let's go on. So Enoch, this Enoch lived 65 years. He became the father of the next Enoch, the next is in his, next in the seed line. He became the father of Methuselah, who would be the next in the seed line. We'll talk about that when we get to his seed line. Let me, let me, just, let me do it then. But Enoch walked with God, Enoch walked with God 300 years and he became the father of Methuselah. Now, let me talk about that. From the way the text comes at you, it seems that it was after the birth of Methuselah that Enoch developed this relationship with God. That terminology of walking with God simply means Enoch was a righteous man. So there was there is a relationship between Enoch and God. Matter of fact, the scripture intimates that this was a very close relationship between Enoch and God. But notice it says, so he, so the point that I'm trying to make is, it seems that it was after the birth of Methuselah that Enoch developed this relationship with God. We would simply say in our sense, he got saved. Okay. He got this relationship with God. And so he began to walk closely with God. He had other sons and daughters. Then it says he was 365 years old at the time that he was 365 years old. It emphasized again, verse 24, that he walked with God. So note there's an emphasis, walk with God, a close relationship. That's the point. Emphasis there. And then it says he was not. Now that is actually one Hebrew word and he was not. One Hebrew word, uh, he was not. It simply means, and as we'll see in the book of uh, Hebrews, as we'll also see it intimated other things concerning Enoch in the book of Jude, this Enoch was a prophet of God. He was a prophet of God. And so therefore dealing with the issue, he was not deals with the issue that Enoch was raptured. So therefore, when it says for God took him, Enoch never saw death. Enoch was taken similar to just like Elijah. He was taken into heaven. And sometimes you see that term being called translated. The term is sometimes understood as translated. The idea is to be taken into heaven in bodily form. And so he, this Enoch was the first man to be taken into heaven in bodily form. Next man to be taken into heaven in bodily form would be Elijah. So Enoch was raptured. That is, he was taken into heaven in bodily form. And the idea was Enoch was a prophet in those days, as, as, as we'll see when he gives his son a name. Now, Methuselah, the name Methuselah. I, I guess I'll deal with it now. Methuselah basically means when he dies, it will come. When he dies, it will come. So therefore, when Enoch named his son, he gave his son a prophetic name. Now, but before that, before we get into that in particular, because we're looking forward to, we're looking toward a particular event. 
Enoch was also the reason why we say Enoch was a prophet, because we can see this in Jude. I believe it's Jude, Jude 14 and 15, when Jude said Enoch, who was the seventh from Adam, prophesied concerning the destruction of the wicked, the Lord returning with ten thousands of his saints to bring judgment uh, to the earth, to the wicked people of the earth. So therefore, we know Enoch was a prophet. And we also see him acting in a prophetic manner by giving his son this particular name concerning uh, the judgment of God. So let me deal with that thing about Methuselah. When he dies, it will come. The name references, it speaks of the deluge. The deluge is often a term that we use to refer to as the great flood. Notice very clearly as we are in Genesis chapter 5, and as we end Genesis chapter five, we're going to end with Noah. We're going to end with Noah and it will be Noah who will be the great son in the seed line. When the God judges the world with the great flood, he will bring it in the time of Noah. Okay. And Noah is a descendant of Methuselah because notice we're dealing with all the men who are in the seed line. Noah is in the same seed line as Methuselah. But the point is this, his name as Enoch, the prophet gives him means when Methuselah dies, the flood will come. And we find out the flood actually, and I don't want to get into all of that. Maybe I'll leave a chart for you guys to reference it in this particular video. Methuselah died approximately around 1656 BC. It was the same year of the flood. So it was true and it was prophetically fulfilled. When Methuselah died, the flood came. Okay. But anyway, let's continue on with the seed line. 25. Methuselah lived 187 years became the father of Lamech. Remember, we talked about this Lamech. Also, we had a Lamech in the seed line of Cain, a wicked man. And now we have a parallel Lamech in the seed line, the true seed line, that, that is the seed of the woman. That's what we mean by that, okay? So we have now the second Lamech. Remember, we said earlier, we saw in uh, Genesis 4, that the first Lamech spoke when we talked to his wives, you wives of Lamech, hear my voice. And remember, he'd be bragging about killing a man. Notice we also have the Lamech in the seed line. The whole point that I'm trying to make is one Lamech is the one of Satan. One Lamech is the one of the seed of the woman, one of the righteous line. But let's continue on. Father of Lamech, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah, were 969 years and he died. That makes Methuselah the longest living man who ever lived. So 969 years is the longest time recorded of any person living in human history. 28, Lamech. Lamech lived 182 years and he became the father of a son. Now notice, remember what I said earlier, guys at the beginning of the video that we'll see a particular structure and pattern. Notice this is the second time I forgot to mention it to you. The, the pattern was broken when we first started talking about Enoch, the son of Jared. 
When we started talking about him, the pattern was broken. We talked about Enoch. Now we see the pattern broken again when we talk about Lamech. Remember that? First we have the father, uh, how long he lived before he became, he bore the seed son. Then how long his life was in totality and summarized the totality of his life with the number of years that he lived. That was the structure. Anything that deviated from that structure was to get our attention. Our attention was first gained with Enoch, and now our attention is being gained with Lamech and his son. But let's go back again. It says Lamech lived 182 years, came the father of a son. Notice it didn't give the son's name. Structure is broken. 29. Now he called his name Noah. Now Noah uh, actually is related to, you've heard the prophet Nahum? The roots are similar. It simply means to rest, to rest. Okay. So Noah's name means rest. So what is Lamech saying? Lamech called his name Noah saying, notice this one will give us rest. He'll give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands from the ground, which the Lord has cursed. So notice what he said. Ne uh, uh, Lamech believed that Noah was some special son. In other words, here's the bottom line. Lamech thought that Noah was the seed of the woman. Everybody's hoping, everybody's looking for this seed son. And the seed is the one, remember when, when God cursed the ground, the Genesis chapter, chapter two thing, right? The Genesis chapter three thing. I'm sorry, guys. When God cursed the ground, after Adam's sin, right? Cursed it is the ground because of what, you're, what you've done for your sake, right? And so everybody began to complain about the harshness of life. What did Eve call her son, a second son? Hevel, vanity. She was doing, it's so difficult in life. And so, and everybody experienced and notice what Cain, the curse of Cain, the ground is cursed even more because of you. So, and so now everybody's looking to the promised seed. Not everybody, not everybody, the elect of God, the few, the few, not all. I'm sorry, guys. But the whole issue is the promised seed will bring redemption. So a few of the human race are looking for that promised seed that should come to bring redemption. We know again it will be Jesus, but the point is they're looking for that Genesis 3 and 15 seed of the woman. So what Lamech actually thinks is he believes that Noah is the one who is the promised seed. How do you know that he thinks Noah? He says, notice what he said. He will give us rest from the toil from the ground that the Lord cursed. That's the Genesis chapter three thing. And the only one who can give this rest from the ground is the three and 15 seed of the woman. Now, again, Lamech has the right mindset. He has the right theology and understanding. It is the seed of the woman that will do it. He just got the wrong son. It's not Noah. Okay. We know it will be Jesus, but the point is he's looking forward. He thinks it's Noah. Going on. Then Lamech lived 595 years and he became the father of Noah and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. And so Lamech died a few years before the flood. 
And Lamech was the father of Noah. Lamech was what? Father of Noah. It is Noah who will be the seed alive when the flood comes. All thing I just want to say is this. Isn't it interesting that the father of the seed who will be alive when the flood comes, the destruction of mankind comes, lives, notice, 777. 777, which is a number for what? Completion. Interesting. I don't want to make too much of a big deal out of that, but it's almost hard for me to ignore. Why 777 in exactness? And right then, he's the last one. He's the last seed line, the last of the seed line to be alive. Now, as a matter of fact, guys, all not. OK, OK. He had other sons and daughters. OK, let me stop right there. I'm going to deal with that. Lamech had Noah, who is the seed line. That means the seed will be continued through Noah. But he also had other sons and daughters. That means Noah had other brothers and sisters. Noah had what? Other brothers and sisters. All right. So Noah is aware of the hope of the seed, the promise of salvation. Noah has to express faith in this. That's why the Bible talks about Noah found favor. Noah had belief in the seed line. But here's what I want you to say. Noah had brothers and sisters. Remember, it is Noah who built the ark. Only Noah and his sons and their wives were on the boat. So in the flood, Noah's own brothers and his own sisters were outside the boat drowning in the waters of the flood because they did not respond to the message of Noah. But anyway, let me just keep going just a little bit further as we talk about this. Now it talks about Noah. Noah is that seed son that we're dealing with, right? Noah was, notice there's a break here. Noah was 500 years old and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, Shem means name, Ham means heart, Japheth means something like beautiful. But anyway, it begins to, we see a break in the structure again. Notice you usually receive the seed. Then how old he was when he had the seed son. We don't see that at all. So now when we get to verse number 32, it just simply summarizes all of it and says, Noah, by the time he reached 500 years old, not he had triplets, he just simply had these three sons. We know that later on, Shem will be the seed son. It will be Shem, but it doesn't particularly identify him at this time. All right. So as we come to the close of chapter five and as we're getting ready, we're getting ready to move as we're concentrating now on notice. Now the attention in this told off as we have moved from the seed line of Adam, we have moved all the way concentrating on the seed son to Noah. And now we're going to concentrate all of the remaining teaching or the remaining concentration will be upon things that pertain to what's going on in the world as it surrounds Noah. All right. And we'll find out also that this particular Noah indeed 
Indeed, now his father had the right idea. Lamech, he was indeed a special son because Noah was, as the Bible would call him, a preacher of righteousness. Noah was indeed a chosen and elect son because God chose him not only to carry the seed line, but also to build him that great ark that we read about in scripture. He was just not the promised Messiah. So join us next time as we get into chapter six and we talk about the events of Noah, the things that were happening in the time of Noah and the destruction that was imminent on the world that is to come. All right, catch you then. So have you subscribed? Why not? Subscribe now.